from One of One Production Studio, located in Fort Lee, New Jersey, this is the Art of Music Tech. And now, here's your host, Fela and Dennis. Let's go, let's go, let's go, and welcome to the Art of Music Tech podcast. Uh, Thank you for listening, everybody. I'm your host, Fela, and I'm here with my co-host, Dennis. Hey, guys. All right. Uh, And our special guest today is Michelle Petinato, the legend of live sound. I mean, come on. She's mixed all the greats. Um, Check her out. Uh, She's now started her latest venture, which is Mixing Music Live Course. It's an online course that gives you the basics on how to get into this live sound game. Welcome to the show, Michelle. Hi, Michelle. Yeah, so Mixing Music Live is an online video course, which is a basic intro to live sound and mixing. It uh, covers, it's, it's aimed at like the beginner, entry level, wannabe sound engineer. You know, it just basically gives you the tools that you need to get out there and start mixing. So we cover the, the most important concepts of signal flow and proper gain structure, which are some of the things that self-taught engineers don't really know or understand. And that's why they're still struggling to get good sounds and good mixes. Um, so it cover uh, the basic fundamental concepts but also how to choose the right microphone, how to set up the console properly. Uh, it is a big focus on the soundboard, you know, like what all the different components do and how to get signal to it and properly through it and get the best results. Uh, things like how to use a gate and a compressor, how to use effects, uh, how to build a mix. Um, it's basically the tools that you need to get out there and start mixing. Oh, yeah. Nice. Were you subscribed to your email list, actually? Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yes, we are. <laughs> Yeah, we love the the emails. Like I said, uh, the one you you had with how to deal with what we're going through right now, um, um, how to cope, you know, with staying home and stuff like that. It's been great. I'm glad you're putting that information out there. Uh, What inspired you to do that one? Uh, just, uh, I've had a lot of friends who are recently being been forced to work from home, and they their normal life is just, you know, using home as a place to sleep. So it's been a complete upheaval for them and the adjustment they're, they're really struggling with, you know, what do I do with all this time being socially isolated, you know, so just trying to, to figure out how to, to live their life in a new way for the moment with the, the virus and everything going on. Yeah. Yeah. That was some, some, some great information. Um, and, and how would they get in touch? How would somebody get on the, the email list? Uh, Yeah, yeah, just go to the website, mixingmusiclive.com, and you can sign up for the newsletter. Fantastic, fantastic. And that that comes out once a week, or how how often Uh, do you usually? It varies. It's between, you know, sometimes uh, seven to ten days, usually. Mm. And if there's something going on like this, I just sent out a a little extra email with uh, how to survive the changing (laughs) times. So. Oh, okay. Uh, Well, you told me a little bit later, but let's get back into how um, Mixing Music Live Course started. Uh, Give me that story. It's a great story. Yeah, so I had a a friend who uh, teaches a course on music licensing. That's how he makes his living. And he's had over 2,000 placements of his own music on TV and in movies. And 
he started to, he, he created an online course for that about two years ago and he asked me to beta test it for him. And while I was doing it, you know, it was a fantastic course. He started trying to convince me to do one for live sound, which I had no interest in doing. But at the same time, I had a friend whose daughter is in high school and she's always in the play and the local theater. And she's been always complaining about how the uh, people who do sound for the local theater and for the high school plays just do such a terrible job because they don't know <laughs> what they are doing. And at the same time, my friend working on me like, you can just start a course. And and then I had another friend who was playing a hometown gig with his, his you know, for fun local band and they were doing sound from the stage. But they were having all kinds of issues with feedback and they couldn't get loud enough. So when they took a break, I made a couple suggestions. I said, well, try this and this and this. And he looked at me like I had three heads and he's like, I don't know what any of that means. <laughs> he's like, well, I'm just turning knobs and hoping something's going to get better. I'm like, you can do what you do. So it kind of, you know, I started to realize that there is kind of a, a, a market for this and a need for that very entry level um, person who wants to do sound for their friend's band or musicians who want to have better sound at their gigs um, for the kid who wants to learn how to do uh, sound for the high school play or local theater, um, even church sound, you know, somebody who wants to start mixing sound at their church. So there is a ton of information online and some of it's very vague, some of it's wrong. And a lot of it, um, the problem is, is you just don't know what you don't know. So mm -hmm. while you can probably find everything online for free, um, you don't know where to start to search. And you also don't know, you know, if you're, what you're reading is correct or not, because anybody can put anything online. So oh, yeah. nowadays, yeah. So I just kind of thought, well, you know, I'm just going to kind of put it all out there in a, a succinct format that, you know, gives you the enough that you can get out there and start mixing. It doesn't go really deep into theory other than, you know, like a couple of the most important principles, but yeah. I'm not you how to build a sound system i'm not going to teach you ohm's law and physics of audio <laughs> it's just, these are the kind of nuts and bolts of what you need if you want to get out there and and start doing sound and and learn how to mix so that's kind of how it all came about all right great um let's get back let's get into your background on live mixing um who did you start out with mixing live my first uh real tour was with the band spin doctors I did find a house for them. As uh, I like to say, that's the first hipster. <laughs> that's, the, <laughs> that's the first hipster. That's that, that beanie hat. And yeah, that's, that, that, that was 91. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> big, the, again, you know? yeah, the fingerless <laughs> gloves. Oh, yes, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> Their biggest song was what, 91 or 89? Um, it was 92. 92. 92. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, my God. I, that was huge. <laughs> it was, and it's literally like, you know, people ask all the time, you know, like, well, how do you get on the road and how do you get into this business? And it's so much of being in the right place at the right time and who you know, which was the case for me. I'd been working um, in, you know, nightclubs at a sound company, mixing mm -hmm. local bands, desperately wanting to get on tour. And a friend of mine was mixing them. And he was trying to get off the road. Oh. So he called me up and offered me the job. And I had never heard of them. And, you know, it's like, yeah, sure. You know, I'll take the job. And um, a month later, their album, you know, broke into the top 100 on Billboard and it just exploded. So it was, yeah. you know, perfect timing. Like I rode that wave with them and it was great. You know, I mean, they stayed on MTV. 
Yeah. <laughs> if you were. <laughs> well, we did, like, we were, we were always doing, like, MTV, you know, TRL. T- yeah, and yeah. Drops the ball and David Letterman show. Like, it felt like every other week we were in New York doing something, you know, TV-wise. Yeah. 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 So, so where did you go from there? You, you go from this huge pop group to, do you go to another pop group or? Well, I did, I did the Spin Doctors from 92 on and off through 97. So I was with them for a while. And in between, oh. um, I, then I did Joan Osborne for her, her first, uh, oh, she Relish, was huge. Godfather. What if God was one of us? Oh yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And, um, what else? Uh, from that, the next big thing was Indigo Girls. I did Indigo Girls for about eight years. Wow. All yeah. right. They were all, they're always out. So you, that yeah. was a. <laughs> yeah, they still are too, yeah. Yeah, still are. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then by like the, the 2000s, you did um, uh, Gwen. Gwen Stefani. Yeah. And I did Gwen Stefani's two, her first two solo tours. Um also did Natasha Bedingfield, uh-huh. uh, wow. Etheridge, um, yeah. Collective Soul, Goo Goo Dolls, um, Sixth, Mr. Big, um, some stuff with Christina Aguilera, Adam Lambert, oh. um, Avery Corporation. Cool, Corporation. Corporation. Uh, <laughs> I like, yeah, I love Thievery Corporation too. That must be so cool because they don't really have vocals. You just got to, you get to. Count. Well, before I did, we had five vocalists. Oh, you we guys! Had, <laughs> we had they were mostly instrumental. On stage, it was really? the two DJs, um, a guitar oh. player, bass player, two percussionists, a three-piece horn section, and then um, five different vocalists that would would take turns. You know, each one had their own style, and um, you know, they'd come out and they'd do a couple songs, and they would just kind of rotate through. And mm. yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, because they have a loungy, almost yeah. like electronic. Yeah, yeah, they would play yeah, that a lot the, when I lived in the Miami. Tour I did. <laughs> yeah, the tour I did was like the it was their Richest Man in Babylon album, and just real collection of various world music styles, and that's why they had so many different vocalists. But really, real cool act to work with that's fantastic you got to do so many different genres because sometimes you can get pigeon hails into one yeah. thing like all right yeah. you only do rock that's all you do well, you know yeah it's, it's funny because i did like for the longest time i was stuck in it was like if there was a chick with the guitar i got a phone call <laughs> you know, I know. Been for so long you know it was just i got pigeonholed of like um bands girls with acoustic guitars or girls with guitars which or pop music, which was fine because yeah, yeah. i yeah. i've been incredibly blessed to have worked with so many immensely talented people you know um that it's like for me mixing is all about the music it's like i don't care yeah. what size of venue i'm mixing in i don't have to be on the biggest tours i have to be mixing stuff that i can you know um relate to or be inspired by like stuff that i like to listen to and you know so my my career has been been fantastic for that where it's just like the amount of talent that i freeze I'm a rock metal girl, you know, like oh. I loved rock and metal and I'm mixing all these acoustic acts and, 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 um, 
pop, you know, stars. And all I want to do is mix rock and metal. <laughs> so it was just like really having to, to burst through that little, um, bubble of the, the, you know, uh, girl group on pop stars to, to finally, um, in nine or 2009, I, I got hired to mix the band Mr. Big when they reunited. And it was just like, wow. Oh my God, really? Like finally, you know, yeah. cause it, <laughs> One of the bands that, you know, like the, the, the talent there, again, you know, just um, talent that I, I was blown away by, like that I used to always be like, God, like, why aren't there more bands like this? People who do guitar solos and drum solos and, you know, just real talent, real music. And, and uh, so, yeah, so finally, 2009 got to do get my metal fix. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. And so and now who are you who are you currently out with? I'm just uh, came home from the UK with Elvis Costello. I've been with him since Ooh. last summer. Yes, yes. Wow. Yeah. Talking about doing the gamut now. I mean, you just yeah. <laughs> that, that's all the genres right there. Mm. Uh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's he's got like a catalog of almost 500 different uh, 500 songs, and it's he's just it's an incredible catalog because he can do anything from pop to kind of punk alternative to mm -hmm. Broadway and country and bluegrass. It's, it's just incredible. Oh, perfect for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what are, what are you looking forward to doing next? I mean, with, you know, we got all of this going on, but um, right. uh, do you have uh, summer plans? I, I, I am was uh <laughs> Scheduled to do Blink-182 uh, for the summer, but we're, you know, we'll have to see what happens because uh, who knows how long our industry is going to be shut down. But if, if um, we're scheduled to start rehearsals on May 1st, which we'll, we'll see, because um, yeah. that'll be, it's another, you know, that'll be a, a great, uh, a lot of fun to mix as well. So. Have you been out with them before? No, I haven't. I so to say, I didn't remember Blink One Eighty Two. Wow, nice. So I'm, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it, but uh, hopefully, yeah. it, hopefully is, it will happen. So, is it U.S. tour or European tour? U.S. Yeah. U.S. Oh, okay. All right. Well, I mean, did, did they just get back together? Kind of like this. They weren't they on I the hiatus a for a little while. They so. were. They yeah, were. I think they did a tour last uh, last summer. Oh. Um, so, yeah. Nice. Nice, nice. Well, Michelle, we both went to the same school. I'll bring that in. We both went to Full Sail. Oh, yeah. Uh, which. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> class of seven, and I'm class of 11. So seven and 11. Let's go. <laughs> uh, thank you so much. It. it Wow, um, that was a whirlwind week. I hadn't really mentioned it, I guess, on this podcast, but uh, I got inducted into the Full Sail Hall of Fame as well as Michelle did it a few years ago as well. Um, yeah, that was where I got my my kind of start for me in live sound, and and because there was nothing like mix, I mean, like your course online <laughs> back in the day, you know, it was, it, you know, it was very few places you can go, but, and then I'm, I'm glad I did with all the camaraderie that has now come, you know, going there was great because it was just so much gear that, you know, you just get to go in there and do it at the time. And, and, uh, they probably didn't have it all right. 
oh, what yeah. they have now is just, oh yeah what they have now is so much bigger i'm sure from when i went and i know when you went you were like Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah let, let's get into that a little bit what what made you go there at the time well I decided in high school that I wanted to be a recording engineer. Um, you know, I just, I played piano since I was a kid, but I didn't want to be a musician, mm -hmm. but music was my passion. And I was trying to figure out like, well, how can I be involved with music, but not have to be a performer? So um, this is back in the days of, of vinyl for all of you young people. <laughs> and I used to, you know, just sit in my room and listen with my headphones on to the, the, the big two records at the time was Queens, uh, Day of the Races and the Night of the Opera. And I would, whenever I would, you know, listen to music, I'd always read the liner notes on the album cover, you know, from top to bottom. And every, but when, when Queens records came out, I was just like mesmerized by like, how are they creating these sounds? Like, how are they doing that? And the big thing with them was they didn't use any synthesizers. So they had this, you know, orchestrated sound that was all by you know three guys in the band you know and it was yeah. incredible but as i'm trying to figure out you know well, what can i do how can i be involved in music i noticed that on every single record what there was this person called recording engineer and i didn't really know what that meant at the time but i decided well they've got to be important because they're on every single record so i'm going to do that <laughs> uh -huh. so <laughs> then i um I, I went to college for a year to major in music and had one music course and realized this isn't going to get me where I want to be. So then I discovered the recording workshop in Chillicothe, Ohio, and I went there. And they had like a three-week program, basic intro to recording arts and like an optional studio maintenance program after that. So I did that, um, came home and started working at a radio station. It was a brand new radio station. And I went in and said, yeah, I want to make commercials. And they're like, great, but you got to sell them first. So I had like, basically, you know, was selling radio advertising. Oh, hold on one second. You froze a little bit. Could you say that last line again? Yeah. So I worked at the radio station for um, a little while. And I went to Nashville. Um, I had a cousin who was living there. So she told me I could come down and stay with her and try and get a job. So I spent three weeks walking around uh, Music Row in Nashville, which at the time we're talking like the mid 80s. There was, uh, you know, tons of studios still mm, in business. And, and I literally walked around for hours every day, knocking on every door of the, every studio I could find, had, handing out my tiny little resume of WMGH and the recording workshop <laughs> and trying to get a job. And, and I quickly realized this, I, I still have no idea how to get into this business. So yeah. I came back home and then I heard about Full Sail and I enrolled there. And the minute I got to Full Sail, you know, up until that point, when I told people what I wanted to do, everyone told me, oh, well, you can't do that. Or they thought I wanted to be a and no one understood. It was like, well, you have to go to college and get a real job. You can't, you know, you can't make a living doing this. So everyone was, was very negative. Um, the minute I got to Full Sail, it was a complete different uh, attitude. It was like, of course you can. You know, you can do this. Mm -hmm. And the support and and the um, the positivity there was incredible. And mm -hmm. um, at the time, it wasn't. It was a little. Um, this was 1989, so it was a little office strip of buildings 
that the classrooms were in. And they were using um, a studio that was next door, a uh, privately owned studio for their labs. And, and uh, you know, it was nothing like what the campus is today. And <laughs> yeah. during the time there, they were when I was there, they were building uh, building A, which was the first, um, the Neve and the SSL yeah. studios. Uh-huh. We moved into that about halfway through my time there. But, but it was when I was at Full Sail um, and I took my live sound course that, I suddenly switched gears. Like it never even occurred to me having grown up going to concerts that you can do that for a living. <laughs> and when I had my first, you know, day of live sound, I was like, oh my God. So I get to, I could mix music and travel. Like it's a done exactly, deal. Exactly. I mean, yeah. traveling as well. So same here. Um, yeah. <laughs> I still, I took that first course. I was like, oh, no, yeah. it's not the studio. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> same here. Same here. Yeah. Realization. So that's that was it. Like I got out of uh, once I graduated, I, I worked at a little sound company. Um, I moved around a lot. Like I just went wherever I could to mm. find enough work in audio. And I worked as a stagehand. I worked for um, I worked for uh, Church Street Station in Orlando, which was a big entertainment complex. And I'd work in the AV department and mix in a couple of the, the venues. Um, I worked at a couple nightclubs in Kissimmee. I just did any job I could in audio um, for years until I got my first tour. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. That makes perfect sense. Grind it out. (laughs) Every place it has a microphone or a disc. I was there, too. Yeah, I did it. (laughs) (laughs) I I did board op at ESPN Radio myself, too, before that. Yeah, stage and spotlight. Weddings, I mean, everything on Sunday, church gigs, whatever, to get that foot in the door and to get your pacings, you know, uh, and the timing, you know, it takes for for all of that, you know, have to be patient. You know, I I tell people that want to get into this, it's like, oh, yeah, you can always ride it out because not many people are are that patient. Right. (laughs) You know, really. Who wants to wake up Sunday at 5 a.m.? Yeah, that too. And drive to the gig. <laughs> that yeah. too. Well, that's, you know, a lot of, I think a lot of people getting started in the business, whether they're they're coming out of any of the schools that teach, you know, audio and music production or learning it themselves, they kind of, there's a this expectation that they're going to graduate and walk into their dream job. And it's like, no, you know, you're not going to graduate and be out there mixing Taylor Swift's next tour, you know, or, or you know, mixing the next hit record for whoever it's yeah. you, you've got to start out. You don't even know what you don't know, you know, <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's yeah cool. Like you, I've, I've had people say to me, well, I've done this now. How do I get to the next level? I'm like, you don't get to the next level. You just keep working. Keep and working. when you're ready, <laughs> those opportunities present themselves, but there's no fast track to the top. You know, you just, you've got to be, you just got to keep working and, and, you know, when the opportunities arise, you take them and you just keep going. Yeah. And people are watching. Especially you know, now with social it's, media. It's very, you know, yeah. Cause I mean, we, we recognize that most people are going to drop out of this anyway within, you know, when you see the newbies, you're like, ah, we'll see how, <laughs> you know, it's like, you, you know, the temperament is going to take to, to stay and do what what we do so you know um but yeah yeah that that you know back to full sale a little bit though it i i agree yeah it was always yeah you can do it and Mm -hmm. and that's 
really what you need most of the time in this because most everybody's telling you no or it is yeah. <laughs> like really really your parents <laughs> you know your parents aren't friends with Quincy Jones so how are you supposed to you know <laughs> You know, everybody thinks, you know, you have to have a foot in the door already with a parent already doing it or something like that. When neither one of us had parents or uncles or anything that were in the business. It was just we grinded to get to where we're at, you know, and and still do and and still exactly and still do. And it's fun, really. You know, it's how we were. It's just how I roll. I don't know how to. Yeah, you say wake up and I go roll, to. But... <laughs> you wake up and go to bed with the same state of mind. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. just a constant hustle. Yeah, like that's that's the, the other thing too. You know, it's it's kind of like you're always well when you're independent. You know, you're always looking for your next gig. You never just all of a sudden get to a point where well your phone is ringing off the hook. It's like you you get to a point where you have a reputation, but you still have to let people know that you're available and that you're looking, you know, it's not just going to be people calling you every day saying, Oh, here's a job. Here's a job. Here's a job. It's, you know, it's a constant hustle. And a lot of people, you know, they can't handle that either. So. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, exactly. How to play the game. Um, um, And also um, you were a part of putting together a great organization that I'm also a, a part of as well, which is called Sound Girls. I'm going to stand <laughs> up. Wait, I'm going to stand up for this one. Yeah. Right, right? Okay. I came prepared too. Yes, yes, Nice yes. job, Dennis. <laughs> uh, nice job with you and Carrie. Yes, uh, yes. Give, give, give us the story again <laughs> on how that um, came about. Well, it, you know, when I started doing live sound, when I started working, you know, touring, um, there were so few women on the road. And Carrie was one of the only other women I'd ever heard of that that was on tour. And I think likewise for her. But we in, you know, even though she'd been working for Pearl Jam and the Chili Peppers and I've been doing the Spin Doctors and kind of similar you know, genres, but we'd never crossed paths um, wow. until 2012, <laughs> you know, and mm. in 2012, Terry Winston from Wham put together a panel of, of five women in live sound for the eight for AES. And um, we all met for the first time right before we went on this panel. And <laughs> none of us ever had, I mean, we'd all been working in the business for more than 20 years, but none of us had ever met before right. except for one i knew deanne franklin and, and carrie knew deanne but the rest of us had never even heard of each other or ever crossed paths and and we instantly bonded it was just well, we were trading stories of how we got our start why we got into the business and they were all just the same story you know like we had a passion for what we do we all kind of started out you know and just plugged away until we got to where we were and um it was just such a great experience that after the panel uh I think Carrie had reached out kind of just saying how inspiring it was and how cool it would have been had we all known each other throughout our careers to be there to support each other. And at the same time, I was kind of looking for a way, I had been looking for a way to reach out to young women to show them that these jobs are available to you. You don't have to be a guy to do this, Mm. that you, you know, you don't have to just do a traditional career. You can do whatever you want. If you have the passion for music, um, this, you know, you don't have to just be a musician. You could also be a tech. And 
so we just started talking and kind of throwing ideas ideas around and that's where sound girls was born you know just kind of a way to support women who are working in the you know audio and music production and also to empower young women who might be considering jobs but have yet to see women doing those roles but to show them that yeah you can you know and here are women who are doing them and who are successful and who can mentor you and guide you along the way yeah uh an amazing organization as soon as i heard about it i think i emailed you and i was like hey i've known about both of you for years (laughs) (laughs) and i couldn't find none of you because uh you know You guys were never featured in any of the uh, front of house magazines and all that kind of stuff. So, I, you know, and I'm like, where? And I would hear about you guys and it would never be the right band. It would be... (laughs) It was like, yeah, I think it's... uh, it's I think they were talking about Carrie. It was like, yeah, Soundgarden or something. They were right. like, try- it was like all these like weird bands. It was like, really, yeah, but it's out on the West Coast. And at the time, you kind of felt the coast thing. Like mm-hmm. it's not as close as it is now with you know with yeah. the internet and all the of Facebook, that. It yeah, was right. like, how would I get in touch with you? How would right. I find Carrie? How do I? I didn't even know about Rat Sound at the time. I knew about like Sound Image, but I didn't even know how to, <laughs> you know, yeah. as a young lady, try, you know, trying to get into the business in, in like the early 2000s. It was, I, yeah, I, I wish there was something like Sound Girls around at that time. So as soon as I heard about it, I was down for the calls and I couldn't wait. And it's been everything and more than than what I initially even thought about it being. It, it's been fantastic. We've gotten gigs, as, me as a business owner, with, you know, Atlantic I mean, Records and Live Nation through these connections of Sound Girls. And this is exactly <laughs> what we needed. Like, we didn't have a place where other we could talk with other women to hey, actually help each other with Even other guys gigs. come to those Sound <laughs> Girls events. That's not even for... Only for girls. That's for exactly, everybody. That's exactly. Great network. Yeah, it's open to anyone. And and it's funny because that, like, when we first launched, it was early 2013. And, you know, the industry response has just been completely positive. You know, mm-hmm. like, from all of the, the, the vendors and the companies, like, just, like, thank God, like, it's, you know, we, we so badly need this. Mm-hmm. But the other thing was that we had so many women writing to us saying, you know, I've been the A1 at a theater in Texas for 15 years, and I thought I was the only woman who did this because I've never seen another one. Or exactly. Even wow. So <laughs> to be able to connect women with other women in the business, oh, you know. Yeah. Open their eyes. It's, it's there not, is more. You know, it's funny. Some people are afraid, like, oh, it's just a male bashing group. It's like, no, it's like no. I love my male peers and the, the guys that I work with. And I've been on crews where I've been the only woman. I've been on tours where there was only one guy. So, you know, there's, it's all about balance, but it's, there are definitely some challenges for women that on, on tour and in, you know, male dominated fields that men don't have to deal with. So it's just nice to have that other woman who understands that you can bounce it off of. And, and, um, and, you know, just diversity is better for everybody because there's more than one way of thinking about things and, and, you know, to have, all those different opinions, it just kind of helps to bring a nice balance. So. Yeah. 
Yeah. Agree. Totally. Thank you, ladies, for <laughs> for starting that up. Um, it's been a game changer, and I, I've you know been and in it the keeps business. growing. The the fact that it keeps growing and yeah, that's um, crazy. they had AES panel this year or NAM panel, both. Oh well, yeah, NAM we the NAM we, panel? Yeah, we had panels. We we partnered up with AES. But didn't they have a the, booth the at NAM or AES or yeah. both? No? A, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh huh. Oh, was there one at Nam? I can't. I can't. Because I didn't go remember. this year. That's yeah, why I'm asking. I can't remember. We kind of had the 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 rooms. We kind of parked. But they always do uh, Thursday nights, right? They do at the house. Did they do that uh, this no, year? Or no, no, they no, didn't. No. Okay. No, but we 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 got together at a few okay. other things. Yeah, but lunches, yeah, brunches, that, exactly. Dinners, we just there's get always... together and get to talk yeah. shop with uh, you know it's it's uh it's always fun and yeah thank you guys so much for coming together and uh really doing something great for the industry um i and next generation and too. and the next generation it's just uh opened it up so much so thank you thank you and carrie for for uh for Really kicking that into high gear and uh, and keeping it going, and now it's around the world. Yeah, I was in Australia and went to a Sound Girls meeting. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what you guys kicked off worldwide, wow. worldwide, yeah. uh, London. Congrats. Yeah, for yeah, I met a Sound Girls. Well, yeah, I met a Sound Girl from um, New Zealand. I mean, just all over the place. So. Yeah. Um, thank you guys again. That's that that means a lot to us as a business and just to the the whole the whole. <laughs> so, but yeah. All right, Michelle. I think that's about it. Anything else you would like to no. touch base with? Yeah, uh, backstory. We heard the backstory. We were full sale. Yeah, yeah. We got <laughs> into Sound Girls. Um, next venture. And, and I and the next thing we want to get into as well. In the future, we want to have you do more things, talking about the your online course, and you know we want to have like a an ongoing series that we're talking about, so you guys can uh, listen out for that on the podcast because uh, we want to get get that out there. I mean, even if you can't go full on into a place like Full Sail, but if you want the basics and you just want to you know have fun and uh, get some knowledge, get some great knowledge get that started. you know is good <laughs> please check out mix music live uh, let me get my uh, and I just mixing got, music live and i course. just got another email from you don't panic yeah <laughs> what? he just said he got another email he just from got you. another email from you so i see it. i it, see it every day yeah. <laughs> it's not on the on the camera oh okay yeah, it's right here. yeah, yeah. Uh, okay <laughs> So yeah. yeah, so we'll have more of you on on future um podcasts as well and uh this is a good thing we get to do more of this because everybody's not working so much. So oh, yeah. <laughs> everybody got time. Everybody has a little time now. Yeah. Uh yeah. so thank you so much Michelle for coming on. Um, yes, anytime anytime oh again like how can people get in touch with you and and your course get, give us all the links the lowdown what's what's going on yep um well the website is mixingmusiclive.com 
And um, you'll find everything on there. I've got a free ebook uh, that they can download. It's called Seven Things Every sound, Live Sound Engineer Should Know. Um, and you can also find out the information about the course. You can sign up for the free newsletter. And um, my email is michelle at mixingmusiclive.com. Easy enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's okay. Michelle with two L's. All right. Mm-hmm. I actually downloaded that book too. Yeah. We I have did. that. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Good stuff. Um, yeah. We'll have the links in uh, in the summary as well. So, all right. Good stuff. Thank you so much, Michelle, for coming on the show. Uh, taking a little time, a little quarantine time towards us. <laughs> uh, thank everyone else for listening. Uh, if you got any questions, you you heard the links for Michelle. Uh, we'll also have it in, in the summary as well. Uh, thank you for listening via iTunes, iHeartRadio, Spotify, all the good stuff. Uh, please leave comments, rate us, uh, and all that stuff as well. And if you have any questions, you can hit us up on uh, the 23DB or one of one uh, messaging. Yep. Uh, we'll answer your questions. We'll bring it on online on to the show as well. Um, yeah, I think that's about it right that's now. That's it, yeah. But we'll be back soon with well, Michelle. Exactly. We'll be back with more tips from Michelle, the great Michelle. Um, all right. Thank you, everyone, for listening. And let's go. Let's go, guys. Thank you, Michelle. Thank you. For more information of booking 23DB Productions, visit their website at 23dbproductions.com. Like and follow 23DB Productions at Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter for the latest work.